freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free. Welcome to another episode of Gun Freedom Radio. What number is it, Cheryl? 69, and it is our Christmas Eve show. We are pre-recording this um, just a, a couple of days before. We are here in the studio on Thursday, December 22nd, and it will play, of course, on uh, Saturday, the 24th. 4th of December, which of course is Christmas Eve. So we're going to have lots of fun Christmas music in between our our intros and our exits and uh, just make it kind of fun. So I am one of your hosts, Cheryl Todd, and I should say, of course, that we are sponsored by azfirearms.com, the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. And I'm Dan Todd. We have a great show today. Our theme is how to have a Merry Christmas. And uh, Cheryl, it seems like the best way to have a Merry Christmas is to get the right results of an election. Well, we've done that. Check and check, right? So what else <laughs> well, is there? Well, at least for, for our way of thinking, it was and right, right? And it was the, the right side, not the left. Anyway. Right. And, and you know what? Hmm. It's even going to make the tie you give me for Christmas better. Oh, as if I would ever give you a tie for Christmas. When's the last time you even wore a tie? I think Night. we had to threaten your life to get you to wear one to our daughter's wedding. So Yeah, we're not doing that again. <laughs> yeah, she's one and done, right? You get one wedding because uh, not only did we have to pay for it, but also, um, you know, Dad had to wear a tie. So, so Cheryl, how are we going to have a Merry Christmas? Okay, well, that is our theme, how to have a Merry Christmas. And I think... The best way, other than Dan's solution and, and having a, a su- successful election season, uh, the best way to have a merry or happy holiday or any day is to make safety a priority. If we feel safe and have taken steps to ensure that safety, then we can enjoy the fruits of those labors. Even Santa makes a list, checks it twice, and keeps close tabs on who is naughty and who is nice, right? Uh-oh. And I <laughs> Exactly. Coal in your stocking. And I'm sure before uh, Santa takes flight in his magic sleigh, he does an engine safety check and makes sure that each of his reindeer are in top physical condition and well-fueled for the journey. Santa gets one chance to do this right when so many things could go wrong and ruin Christmas, Santa prepares for the best possible outcome. And our guests today are going to help us do just that. And included in our list of guests are a lawyer who will help us to think about self-defense from a legal standpoint. We have the owner of a video game type shooting range where you can practice shoot, don't shoot scenarios. It's fun, but it's also educational. And we have someone who will help us to survive the holiday family dinner table discussions and avoid or at least 
de-escalate the conflicts that can threaten to ruin an otherwise beautiful and blessed Christmas season. All in all, helping us to know how to have a Merry Christmas. You're trying to throw me off here. What kind of engine does the sleigh have? Well, it's a secret, and I could right. tell you, but then, of course, I'd have to put coal in your stockings. So is Jeff going to tell us how to de-escalate by having some people eat outside and other people eat inside? <laughs> well, that's the Danny Todd version. <laughs> it works. But, uh, <laughs> it wor- I'm telling you, it works. So Especially in the middle of July in Phoenix. Like yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he burst into flames out there. Well, we have a great lineup of guests. We have Rio Lewis. He's the general manager of Modern Round. It's a part visual, uh, I'm sorry, part virtual shooting range meets upscale lounge. It's something fun to do with your holiday guests while you're visiting visiting in Phoenix. Now, Sharon and I have done that. It's it's awesome. They have all kind of training uh, simulations, things like that. It's cool. We also have Mark Victor. He is a certified criminal law specialist. He's here to tell us five things that every gun owner should know. Our second hour, we have Stephen Katowski. He's a writer at the Washington Free Bacon. 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 (laughs) I hadn't had breakfast this morning. Washington (laughs) Free Beacon and was recently awarded Journalist of the Year. And at the the GRPC, that's Gun Rights Policy Conference, and he's he's here to talk about a couple of his latest articles. Well, one of those articles is about that movie Miss Sloan. Have you heard about that? I haven't. Well, I kept seeing the the advertisements, and I couldn't quite put my finger on which way the wind was blowing with it because the villain is the gun lobby, right? And Miss Sloan is the heroine oh. of the story. And so, uh, so it said somewhere in there that there's a plot twist that you just won't believe. <laughs> I think the plot twist was election. Yeah. Because that was supposed to come out before. I mean, it was going to come out after the election when Hillary Clinton won, right? Yeah, and I think we were supposed to sort of mentally uh, compare the female heroine of the story to, you know, Hillary Clinton taking down the gun lobby. And it just didn't quite go that way. And uh, so apparently box office results were pretty sad. But anyway, that was the first article of his that I saw come across. I'm like, let's talk about that. And then he had a couple of others that were really uh, topical to uh, gun freedom radio. So he's going to he's going to come on in our second hour. We also have a longtime friend, Jeff Glaze. He's a training, a technical and leadership consultant. He is an advocate for innovative and lasting solutions for conflict resolution. And he will be here to help us survive our holiday social greeting uh, gatherings and dinner table discussion and Facebook debates and marriage and just a, and marriage <laughs> oh and just a, having other people who you share a bloodline with but no political preliminary uh, similarities, similarities at, at all. all well yeah I'm having a hard you know what it's it's Monday every day for me lately I, I'm guessing well it's getting close to Christmas and we're we're burning the midnight oil we're up early you know it's that that kind of time of the year but. Uh, What I wanted to say about Jeff is that he is part two of a four-part series that we're doing on de-escalating conflict in any setting. This is a life skill, and it's important to gun owners in our role as being good ambassadors to our industry. We don't pick fights. We don't engage in stupid political debates. We can articulate our thoughts well without requiring anyone to agree with us. 
These are the kind of ideas that I'm hoping that this series will convey overall. And also, how do we better engage the news and listen intelligently for those straw man arguments and other things that might actually lead us down the pathway to having these stupid arguments and arguing stupidly and making fools of not only ourselves, but anyone that we represent in the minds of the people we're debating. I mean, this, this is important. Yeah, I hope uh, we learn something from that because it is kind of embarrassing having my relatives eat outside. <laughs> it's just a it's few not of okay, them. Dan. It's, it's just not a okay. few. <laughs> uh, we also have Louis Wagner. Louis Wagner is an OpsLens contributor and former Navy SEAL. And he is here to tell us about his personal experience as a responsibly armed citizen. Yeah, so usually we have a news clip, right? And uh, then we talk about the news clip. But we have someone who actually himself was that responsibly armed citizen. And we're just going to have him kind of talk about his experience with that. And I think that'll be um, kind of interesting and eye-opening. And when you think about his background, I mean, this guy, he is a, a Vietnam veteran. He is uh, a former Navy SEAL, retired Navy SEAL. I don't know if you're ever formal, f- former, right? You just maybe step away from the actual work, but the mindset's still there. The training's still there. He's been in law enforcement for 30 years. He's uh, got a black belt in, what did we say? Was it Taekwondo? I mean, this guy is the person you want to have show up if danger finds you in a dark alley. And um, it's just interesting to hear how his story played out. So, all right. Well, we're going to run to commercial in just a minute. But before we do, you know, this is the gift-giving season, right? So we've got Christmas. We've got Hanukkah. Those are uh, overlaying this year. Sometimes they're you know, a couple of weeks apart or whatnot, but um, I believe Hanukkah starts on our Christmas Eve and goes straight through to New Year's Day, if I if I looked that up correctly. So there's a lot of gift giving going on out there, and the gift of yeah. self-protection is, I mean, it's in the air. I mean, people are excited about it, and they want to, they want to engage in the firearms industry as gift giving opportunities but it's it's not the same as going and picking out a tie is you're it, not Dan? saying um, buy a gun for somebody are you Cheryl well I'm asking you what would you say to somebody who said I just I really want that red rider BB gun under the tree well right? the red rider BB gun is fine mm-hmm. anybody over 10 years old is fine okay. you'll shoot your eye out kid <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> thanks Ed yeah. appreciate that but I um I highly encourage you. It's a very personal thing. Buying a gun for somebody is very personal. Even if you've been married to him for 30 years, mm-hmm. don't buy a gun for somebody. Let them, you know, if you want to give them a gift certificate, which mm-hmm. AZ Firearms happens to have, mm-hmm. you buy a gift certificate, and then you let them go and pick the gun out. Now, you can, you can help. You can uh, give advice. But let them make the final decision. They're the ones that's going to be shooting. They're the ones that's going to be comfortable with the gun. Mm-hmm. So, and same with holsters, things like that. You know, uh, a lot of people that are new in it don't realize that there's different holsters for every kind of gun. Mm-hmm. And one kind of holster may not be the right kind for you. Mm-hmm. You can have a Smith Model 59 and there's seven holsters for it. 
So Well, so they are very model and make specific. A lot of holsters are. And there there's comfort involved, right? right? It's like trying to buy somebody else a pair of shoes. It's just really difficult. Even if you know the style they like, it's still hard to know that it's going to fit their foot well. And, and it's the same thing with the holster. And very quickly... You know, ammo. Somebody might think, oh, I'll just go pick up a box of ammo, be a good little stocking stuffer. Well, what if you grab 45 and they have a 9mm? Then you're going to have to buy them a 9mm, too. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so what I'm saying is that it's a very specific specific, thing, anything having to do with firearms. So gift certificates. Right. But I do want to caution you, too, about buying a gun for someone. If you insist and you're going to buy a gun, what you do is walk into a gun shop and you purchase the, you can uh, give them a Purchase the gun mm-hmm. or and just take the box, mm-hmm. right? Some stores may not be happy with that. I say gift certificate. You, yeah, you it cannot is the go wrong. Way. And that's guilt-free shopping later for the person you gave the gift to, right? Right. So, and you can go shopping together and have lunch together, go out to the shooting range together. It's just a fun thing. All right, we've got to run to commercial, but when we come back... You are going to want to meet our first guest. It is Rio Lewis, general manager of a cool new place that we have here in the Phoenix, Arizona area called Modern Round. It is part virtual shooting range meets part upscale lounge. It's very, very cool. Stick around. It's the most wonderful time of the year. It's jingle belling and everyone telling you be of good cheer. It's the most wonderful time of the year. It's the hap- happiest season of all. With those holiday greetings and gay happy meetings when friends come to call. It's the Hi, I'm Paul Lathrop. I'd like to talk with you about the Armed Citizens Legal Defense Network. As many of you know, you'll likely have to win two fights if you have to use your gun in self-defense. The first fight is the gunfight itself. The second fight is the fight to clear your good name through the legal system. You don't need to draw your gun to find yourself in a legal battle for your life and freedom. Even if you do everything right, you may still be prosecuted, which could cost you tens of thousands of dollars. The Armed Citizens Legal Defense Network is an official sponsor of the Self-Defense Radio Network, and they will completely take that worry away by giving you financial assistance and legal assistance if you have to use your gun in a legitimate self-defense situation. In my case, it was $12,500 just to get out of jail and get the attorney started. Don't let no overzealous anti-gun prosecutor make your life miserable because you chose to legally defend yourself. Sign up at armedcitizensnetwork.org for only $135 for the first year and discounted renewals. Or you can call 360-978-5200 and just tell them Paul sent you. Hey ladies, Cheryl Todd here from azfirearms.com. Many of us ladies are taking the important step of becoming responsibly armed, but it can be an intimidating process. And with all the politics swirling, a first-time gun buyer, whether a guy or a lady, might feel uncertain about where to begin and who to trust. At azfirearms.com, we are a small, friendly, family-owned shop that specializes in first-time gun buyers. We are staffed with knowledgeable people who are ready to help answer all of your questions. My husband 
husband Dan and I pride ourselves on having a safe, no-pressure environment. Once you have decided on a purchase, azfirearms.com partners with professional firearms instructors who will train you to become a responsible, safe, prepared, and proficient gun owner. So ladies and gents, when you are looking for personalized service and a huge selection, come to azfirearms.com in Old Town Avondale off the I-10 and Dysart Road or visit us on the web at azfirearms.com. Welcome back to the Christmas edition of Gun Freedom Radio. Ho, ho, ho. Ho, ho, ho. Well, the weather outside is gorgeous here in Arizona because uh, we're in the Phoenix area of Arizona and it's pretty much always gorgeous. Now, it's actually raining today because we're in the studio on Thursday, December 22nd, doing a little bit of a pre-record. Because we thought, you know, who wants to be, you know, doing interviews and be on the, the radio on Christmas Eve? You want to be out, you know, probably fighting the malls, doing that last second shopping. Nope. Right? <clears throat> yeah, that's a nope, right? Um, but anyway, so we are enjoying a little bit of, of Christmas-y-ness oh, here in the studio. Christmas is Sunday? Christmas is Sunday. Oh my gosh, I have to go shopping. <laughs> Yeah, it's too late to do the Amazon thing. I mean, as fast as they are, I don't I don't think that's going to make it. What do you want for Christmas, Cheryl? We will discuss this later, Mr. Todd. You are definitely you're now you are getting a tie for Christmas. That's it. I have put my foot down. All right. Well, our theme today is how to have a merry Christmas and our first guest is the general manager of Modern Round. Rio Lewis. Modern Round is an exhilarating and empowering new entertainment concept for the adrenaline seeker in all of us. It is part virtual shooting range meets part upscale lounge. You'll experience state-of-the-art technology that feels as real as shooting a live gun. The flagship location is here in Peoria, Arizona, but there are other locations coming soon. Are you with us, Rio? I am. Good morning. How good, are you today? Good morning. Wonderful. And we are excited to to have you on. We have actually had a chance to go out and play a little bit at the Peoria Modern Round. And it was very um, 007 feeling in there. Is that is that on purpose? Yeah. So the concept was geared toward making it feel like a casino. Yeah. Um, you know, Royale, as you said. Very much so. I, I mean, I, you really have hit your mark. It it just has a, the lighting is is just you know warm and you know each little area is set up very comfortably. So help because this is a very visual thing we're talking about the the place itself and also the event that you're going to do the fun that you're having while you're in there. So we're going to have to try to paint some word pictures for our listeners. So give people a, an idea of you know what they would experience when. When they walk in the door. Well, it's a very grandiose experience when you walk in the front door with these giant uh, metal doors, um, and you walk into a, you know a big lobby. And off to the right, you're going to see our check-in area where you get your membership, you sign up, and then the young ladies back there would put you into a lounge and see what you you know what kind of shooting you wanted to do. Um, we have a couple different uh, levels. Uh, from there, they would uh, give you a tour into your lounge, or maybe you would have dinner. Uh, in our dining room or uh, have a couple of cocktails in our bar. But ultimately, uh, most people do end up in the lounge, and it's, they lead you into your, your own lounge, 
uh, which seats up to eight, six comfortably. Um, there you uh, you have your own uh, wraparound leather couch, um, a table, glass nice glass table where you have your cocktails and your your food, and then you have this giant screen where the shooting happens, and then off. Up in the left, up left corner, you have an actual TV, and you you can actually watch sports, you can watch uh, videos, you can watch anything you like, all from the comfort of your own little lounge. So I, it's almost once you enter your lounge, you're secluded. That is so cool. Now, the first thing that those of us who are you know shooters and we've gone to indoor ranges and outdoor ranges, the first thing we're thinking is, oh my gosh, it's going to be so loud in there. There's just the noise is going to be like a din. How can it possibly have this relaxing upscale kind of, uh, you know, 007 feel to it? Um, And it, because it's all virtual, I think is the answer to how the noise level is not deafening, right? Correct. So you're not going to have that loud, uh, that loud, banging sound from a you know actual um gun we have replica firearms and two of them are well, I, should, I should back up so you're given three replica firearms mm-hmm. one is a uh a cert trigger with uh laser laser sighting and that's for the beginner um someone who's never really shot a uh a pistol before uh someone who just wants to learn and how to point and shoot um from there you have a uh, replica pistol which has a co2 cartridge uh, in the form of a mag, a magazine, uh, and that gives you a little bit of a, a kick. Kind of, it, it it shows you or gives you kind of a feel of what a real uh, pistol would feel like without the actual um, live ammo. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that does have a popping sound to it, and it's it's a it's a fraction of what an actual um, pistol would make. And then we have our AR-15 for the same recoil, and those have a popping sound as well. So uh, it's not deafening mm-hmm. uh, so it, it, it all it all fits into the the concept and the sound and the music and uh the visual effects real i want to welcome you to the show this is dan uh i want to tell you when i walked in there i was a little uh not too excited about it at first but then once i got involved why are in you it, a it shooting was, snob what are no, you talking just, about i don't know but it was really fun i had a great time but really what was important to me is that even though we were handling replica guns that didn't fire they went through the training with us they they taught us Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of things which i think is super valuable so anyone out there that's just new at shooting or wants to get involved in shooting i think it's a great place no one you know only your group of people can really know what's going on it's very private and it's it's a fun place to learn about firearms Well, and that's an interesting thing, because if you are a shooting snob, Mr. Todd, sitting over there at the other microphone, uh, and you're thinking, well, why do I want to go play a video game? You know, it's what is it, a glorified um, duck hunt or something? I want to go out, you know, shoot real guns on the range. Well, first of all, you know, this is just a completely different experience. And you, what a fun way to do some team building or to bring, you know, some family members who maybe have never even had an opportunity to hold a, something that feels like a real gun. It's not as intimidating as going out on the range, right? I don't know if I'm a shooting snob because I don't think you even got to shoot, did you? Well, that's I did true. all the shooting. <laughs> so it was really fun. And I, and I learned a lot from that. And there's all kinds of good scenarios that... 
can help you too. So, yeah, talk to us about the, the different screens and scenarios and games that you can play while you're there, Rio. Well, we have shooting and, um, you know, skill drills. Uh, and then we also have a um, virtual – I should back up a bit. So we, we actually have the same programs um, as the police and military use to train their, their uh, cadets and uh, soldiers and, and, uh, and their, their guys, right? Mm-hmm. We actually have quite a few uh, police departments that come in here and do a little bit of training uh, with their cadets using our, our platform. Um, so that kind of gives you, it gives you, puts you into like a shoot, don't shoot scenarios. Uh, live. Those are my favorite. I love those. And they, and they react to how you react. Uh, it's really interesting. Um, it kind of, it really gives you a new respect for what, what those guys go through and how quick you have to be to react and how smart you have to be to react to, uh, some of those situations. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are, those can get pretty intense. Um, so people really enjoy using those um, those models as well. We also have everything from shooting zombies, uh, duck hunts, um, just uh, just doing games uh, like as if you were on the range itself. Mm-hmm. Um, all you know, and everything from you know you have music in the background, have a beer in your hand or a cocktail, and you're having fun. It's really it's really great for the social aspect. We do do actually a ton of um, team building and uh, corporate sponsored. Uh, events here well because it, it can be you know competitive in a in a fun way you know it's like you know oh you shot the good guy i'm going to come and do this the scenario that's the same but yet they've switched it up a little bit and you know, i'm gonna get a perfect score oh maybe i didn't get a perfect score but uh i did want to say this is like the this is the only place that you can pair shooting and having a beer at the same time <laughs> so yeah. I, I i hear that 50 times a day how much people really appreciate being able to have that that situation here they, they really enjoy it absolutely well we also want to know i i did see on your website that this is the only functioning modern round but you've got some other locations starting up and tell us about those and also you know as we enter the new year a lot of times people say you know i want to do something different next year i want to invest in something different i want to open my own business are there franchise opportunities with modern round or how are you doing that as of right now there's no franchising uh, however there are other other locations coming up next uh in the next year and um i know i don't know like too much about it but i will say vegas is it's going to happen we are also looking at uh, texas san antonio plano i think I did hear rumblings of Colorado uh, and Florida, so those are those are definitely on the uh, docket. But um, I'm not too familiar with specific locations and times. Real, I'd also like to mention the food was great too. It was nice to be able to sit there and have your little hand foods while we were shooting, and then we went to the the uh, restaurant and had uh, a regular meal, and it was great, great food. Well, you know, the kitchen does an amazing job. Our chefs are, everything is scratch. Um, they take a lot of pride in what they do. Everything's fresh. I think the only thing in our freezer is ice cream. Um, <laughs> Wait a minute. You had ice and, cream uh, there, Cheryl? Yes. Yes. You, you missed out. I'll have to come out. back and get an ice cream sandwich. For sure. Oh, my gosh. 
Well, we've got to run, but thank you so much for being on the show. And as we uh, lead out, will you please let people know how they can look up Modern Round, find out more about it, maybe plan their New Year's uh, evening around it, that sort of thing. Gift certificates, too. Mm -hmm. Well, we have a great deal on gift certificates right now. You buy 100, you get 20 20 back for yourself. Um, We are absolutely open on New Year's Eve, and it's going to be a great time. Um, We're going to be doing a, uh, we'll have a regular dining menu, but we'll also have a prefix menu as well. So you can definitely make reservations online. Uh, at modernround.com, or you can call in and we can make the reservation for you, whichever is easiest. Um, and that's uh, that's about it. All right, modernround.com. What's the address? Rio Lewis, and it's in Peoria, so you know people can can pretty much find it there in Peoria. Thank you again so much for being on. We really appreciate it, and Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Merry Merry Christmas. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. Well, stick around because on the other side of this commercial, we have Mark Victor. Now, he is a certified criminal law specialist. That is a very specific kind of law that has to do with um, a lot of different things, but self-defense for sure. And he's going to talk to us about five things that every gun owner should know. Take a look in the five and ten, listening once again, with candy canes and silver lanes aglow. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas, toys in every store. But the prettiest sight to see is the holly that will be on your own front door. A pair of hop-along boots and a pistol that shoots as the wish of Barney and Ben. Dolls that will talk and will go for a walk is the hope of Janice and Jen. And Mom and Dad can hardly wait for the school to start again. It's beginning to look a lot Hey everybody, this is Joey Rocket Shoes Dylan, world champion gunslinger and Hollywood gun coach. In the Westerns, there's always a good guy and a bad guy and sometimes the ugly guy. And I always root for the good guy, which is why I'm here to tell you about the good folks over at azfirearms.com. They are straight shooters and always give you the best deal in town. azfirearms.com is the biggest little gun shop in Arizona and have something for every single gun enthusiast. Long guns, pistols, hunting, military, law enforcement, home protection, you name it. And when you've got some guns to sell or trade in and trade up, azfirearms.com are the folks to see. Geez, they bought a cannon once. They are family-owned and operated, friendly staff, courteous, totally reliable. azfirearms.com will give you the best value for your used guns. So stop in, see my friends Dan and Cheryl Todd at azfirearms.com in Old Town Avondale off the I-10 and Dysart Road and tell them Joey Rocket Shoes Dylan sent you. Don Collier here, letting you know that you won't get fool's gold at Potty Gold Auction. They're the genuine article. Potty Gold Auctions off guns, coins, jewelry, and antiques of every kind. Stop in and see my friends Dan and Cheryl Todd in Avondale, Arizona for some live auction action. Or check them out on the web at pottygoldestate.com. Auctions take place the first and third Tuesday of every month and are full of a great mix of antiques, collectibles, jewelry, guns, and coins. 
Visit our beautiful air-conditioned showroom off the I-10 at Dysart Road at 215 East Western Avenue in historic downtown Avondale. You will find a friendly and knowledgeable staff, comfortable chairs, and we even serve free birthday cake at every auction. Or bid from the comfort of your home at potofgoldestate.com. Don't miss out. Everything is going, going, gone at potofgoldestate.com. Chestnuts roasting on an open fire. Jack Frost nipping at your nose. Welcome back to Gun Freedom Radio, where we educate, engage, and inform. We're sponsored by AZ Firearms, the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. You know, I'm not sure if I want to fall asleep or or talk here. (laughs) Oh, Nat King Cole. He is the best of the best of the best. Hey, the theme of our show today is how to have a Merry Christmas. And our next guest is Mark J. Victor. He's a certified criminal law specialist. Mark, you with us? I'm here. Hey, Mark. How are you doing today? Good. How are you guys? Well, wonderful. And um, this is Cheryl. And thank you so much for being here with us. And you, th- this is your old stomping grounds here, the studio we're in, isn't it? Uh, you know, I'm not sure exactly what studio you're in, but I've been in a lot of studios across Arizona talking about a lot of different issues over a lot of different years. So. And you, um, I would love to be in studio. I prefer that, but that my schedule just doesn't allow that. I, well, we're in world-famous Dave Pratt's Star Worldwide Network studio in Scottsdale. Oh, been there many times. Absolutely. Dave Pratt's a, a buddy of mine. I didn't know you were in Dave Pratt's studio, one of my favorite studios of all time. I love it. Well, I think the the feeling is mutual. So, you know, we were just saying uh, during the lead-up that certified criminal law specialist, that is uh, what you are, and that that is a very specific area of law. And I think it has something to do with self-defense um, law. Am I correct about that? Well, not exactly. Um, the way it works is the State Bar of Arizona regulates very carefully the word specialist. And there are only a few areas that um, lawyers in Arizona can say, I am a specialist. Criminal law is one of those areas. There are no subspecialties within criminal law. So what happens is uh, lawyers who want to hold themselves out as a certified specialist in criminal law have to apply to the state bar to be a certified specialist. And there's a whole host of requirements that are actually you know, fairly substantial. I used to be on the board of legal specialization that oversees all specialists. And uh, if you can run that gauntlet of uh, requirements, then you're sort of accepted as a specialist in criminal law. But, but there's no subspecialty in criminal law. For me personally, I've just done an awful lot of gun cases over the years, and I've got an interest in that area. You know, as a former Marine, I've, I've uh, probably fired more weapons than most people have even seen. And um, people come to me for gun cases over the years. I've just done more than my share in that area. And uh, I've got an interest, and I speak at the Crossroads Gun Show, and I speak to gun groups all across the state. So, you know, I've uh, sort of become known as an attorney who does gun cases. But there's no specialization for gun cases in Arizona. Gotcha. Well, first of all, thank you for your service uh, in in our Marines uh, to protect our country. We really appreciate that. And so, you know, in the movies, Mark, you know, the good guy, he takes care of business with the bad guy and the police show up. The police automatically know who's the good guy, who's the bad guy. 
good guy picks up his firearm and walks off into the sunset to go about his life. And maybe it doesn't really happen like that in real life? Yeah, that's an understatement. You know, you just, you got to be careful. I mean, first, the first thing that I always tell people is just the reality of things is the justice system doesn't always get it right. I mean, we've had people in our state um, convicted of things even like first-degree murder and sentenced to death who were completely innocent of crimes. We had the, uh, the Ray Crone case, which is well-documented, um, of, a, of a guy, and, I, and I'm familiar with both the prosecutor and the judge, and I spoke with the prosecutor about it, and things like that happen. So people do get wrongfully convicted. Plus, people who are actually guilty of crimes sometimes get convicted of things that are more serious than what they actually committed. That happens as well. And, um, you know, just as a practical matter, on sort of a street-level matter, it's not the movies, it's life. And sometimes the good guys don't always win. Sometimes the bad guys are out there doing bad things, and a good guy may want to get involved and do a good thing. And the bad guy is quicker with the trigger or something like that, and good guy's dead. So, um, you know, when I give advice to people, I, I get a little bit broader than just the legal issues involved. I think of myself more as a counselor um, at law and just try to bring some of my life experience to the table as well. And for example, you know, I have lots of different advice for people that sometimes people don't agree with and it's fine for people to disagree with me. But, you know, I recommend that people who are not really well trained with firearms um, don't carry with a round in the chamber. And I know there's a tactical disadvantage in that case and I fully admit that there could be certain scenarios where that could be a bad thing but on the other hand I see the other side of the equation and I understand what a lot of people don't which is that an accidental discharge total accident is a mandatory prison type of a felony in Arizona and I see that a lot so I try to give people advice to steer them away from those. the castle doctrine is another one you know just because you don't have to retreat doesn't mean that you shouldn't. You know, if, if sometimes I, I think if you can retreat safely, get the heck out of there and live to fight another day. So true. And I don't think that people really fully understand uh, the legal ramifications that are involved in even a completely justified um, self-defense maneuver with a firearm or, or otherwise, but it seems like it escalates things when there's a firearm. Because even if you're not held um, criminally uh, liable, that doesn't mean that somebody can't still sue you as a, uh, as a personal matter, right? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, anybody can sue you for anything at any time, pretty much, is where we're at. It doesn't mean they're going to win their lawsuit. But, you know, in, on the civil side of the house, just defending a lawsuit is a giant pain in the neck. Just like on the criminal side, yeah, you might be completely innocent. You may go to trial. You may be found not guilty. The system may work perfectly fine. But just having to defend against a felony charge, which could take a year and a half or something like that, and go to trial and all the stress and aggravation and expense, you don't want to be in that type of a situation. So when I talk to people, I, I try to bring a dose of reality to the table and really try to get them to avoid problems. You know, it's the, I tell people who carry firearms, if you're excited about pulling out your firearm at some point, you probably shouldn't be carrying a firearm. You should be hoping things are boring, that you should never have to pull out the firearm. And those are the people I like to talk to because, you know, gun cases are unique um, in the sense that there are very, very um, many different opportunities to run afoul of the law. You know, just simply pulling out your firearm at a time where you're not justified doing that can be a major 
uh, felony that, that involves mandatory prison. And so, look, if I was not a lawyer and I was just somebody, a citizen, I was going to carry a gun, I would spend an awful lot of time really thinking about different scenarios and understanding the law and going into it with a very, very conservative you know, mindset. And I'm sure you're aware, I wrote this, this um, article, The Five Things Every Responsible Gun Order Needs to Know. These are not the types of things that um, you know, people are going to know just by reading the law. These are things that from my 23 years of experience and watching people get in trouble with guns, these are the things I want to tell you so you can avoid problems. Well, and that is the thing. I mean, when you said that, you know, it doesn't even take using a firearm to end up in in some kind of legal hot water. It's just a matter of if you, what they call brandish, right, a firearm. Yeah. Sometimes I like to just say, because, you know, the word brandishing sometimes is not so well defined. I like to say just whipping it out. If you just whip out your firearm, when you're not allowed to whip it out, you can have a problem. Absolutely. Well, we're going to run to a commercial break. And when we come back, I want you to talk to us about those five things that every responsible gun owner ought to know and just kind of start lining them out because we want these things on the top of people's minds um, all the time. Right. And it could even be, you know, not just a firearm. Maybe it could also some of it apply to uh, carrying a knife. Could, could it maybe apply to pepper spray? You know, some of these things, I think, have some crossover. And uh, anytime you're, you're using a self-defense technique, you want to be sure you understand all of the ramifications involved. And uh, right now, as we get ready to go to commercial, will you tell people how they can uh, look you up, learn more about you uh, on your website? And then when we come back from the commercial, we'll, we'll dive a little deeper. I'm easy to find, just attorneyforfreedom.com. Just remember that I'm the attorney for freedom, and it's all spelled out, so it's attorney, and then F-O-R, freedom.com. Everything that um, you'd be remotely interested to know about me or my law firm or guns or just uh, staying out of trouble in terms of the justice system is going to be right there at my website. Fantastic. Mark J. Victor, stick around. We're going to hold you through the commercial. And when we come back, we're going to talk about the five things every responsible gun owner should know. Baby, it's cold outside. I gotta go away. Baby, it's cold outside. This evening has been so very nice. And we're back with Cheryl. Talking about the huge gun buying event at azfirearms.com. Oh, AZ, I get it, as in Arizona. Yes, but... Oh, or AZ, as in everything from A to Z. Well, yes, that too. But what I'm telling everybody about is that azfirearms.com is having a huge gun buying event to buy your old firearms all across Arizona and everything from A to Z. That's great news. See, my grandpa left me an old shotgun and it's just sitting on a closet shelf at home. So I can bring that into azfirearms.com and sell my gun? Absolutely. AZfirearms.com. Firearms.com buys, sells, trades, and even consigns your old firearms. Any vintage, any style, military, long guns, handguns, hunting, or home protection. Single items or entire collections. We offer the highest value for your used firearms in a safe and friendly environment. Staffed by knowledgeable people. AZFirearms.com is Knolltown Avondale off I-10 and Dysart Road. Come on down to the huge gun buying event every day through the end of the month at the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. And for all your firearm and ammo needs, visit AZFirearms.com. I'm Rob Morse from the Self-Defense Gun Stories podcast. 
Each week we share stories about men and women who saved lives. Now I am asking you to be a lifesaver as well. The Second Amendment Foundation protects our rights to keep and bear arms. They defend our rights in courts from coast to coast. Today, they need our help. Please go to saf.org and join the Second Amendment Foundation. That's saf.org. Be a part of the gold rush and head on down to see my friends at Potty Gold Auctions in Avondale, Arizona. Or check out the auction online at pottygoldestate.com. These folks auction off guns, coins, jewelry, and antiques of every kind. Everything is going, going, gone. So you best hurry and tell them Don Collier sent you. Welcome back to Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, educate, and inform. We're sponsored by AZ Firearms, the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. The theme of our show today is how to have a Merry Christmas. And our next our, our guest is Mark J. Victor. He's a certified criminal law specialist. Mark, the... Well, before we go back to Mark, I just wanted to talk a, a little bit about what we were saying uh, in the previous segment when we were talking to Mark, is that... You know, there are so many aspects to self-defense that, you know, in the movies, they give us one portrayal, you know, that there's a clear good guy, there's a clear bad guy. Somehow the police just magically know who is who. And, you know, that that once the, the end credits roll, the good guy just walks off into the sunset with no further ramifications. And in real life, None of that is true. And so we have to be thinking about these things. It's it's more than just going and buying a firearm, throwing some ammo in it, and sticking it, you know, in a a holster in your waistband. There's so much more involved, and that's why we're excited to have uh, Mark J. Victor on, who is the attorneyforfreedom.com. Right, Mark? Yeah, I'm here. Absolutely. So we wanted to talk about the five things that every responsible gun owner should know. And, you know, there's there's tons more than five. But if you had to narrow it down to five, you've written an article and that's the title. And I just wanted to dive in. What what are the five that you're thinking we should all know? Well, you know, the first thing, as you know, I give a, a talk on these five things and it usually takes me at least a solid hour just to go through the five things. So um, what we've done at our firm, and this will be really good for your listeners, all they got to do is text the word GUNS, G-U-N-S, to 96,000, If they just do that, then they'll be guided through a way so they can download the entire article. And really, they should read it because the most important things I want people to know are in that article. But just to go through them very quickly, first, you know, I tell people just shut up. This is a great example of some piece of advice that really applies across the board. And then as you know, I spend a lot of time to explain why that is a good policy, even if you're completely innocent. Many things 
um, like why the you various if you talk your various legal theories are going to be very very limited based on what you say. Plus, if you speak, you know, officers can sometimes write things down incorrectly, either accidentally or maybe even intentionally. There are some exceptions to the just shut up rule, and so I talk about those as well, but they're generally pretty minor exceptions. But uh, there are times when you're compelled to talk under Arizona law. And then second thing I talk about is really what's important in a self-defense case is just the word reasonableness. And, you know, people get uh, sometimes lost in the weeds on self-defense because really what self-defense is, it's an answer to the question put to the jury like this. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, now that you've heard all the evidence, all the facts, you've seen everything uh, that's occurred, you've heard the testimony from everybody, here's what we want you to know, or want you to tell us. The defendant, what the defendant did, is that reasonable based on everything? If the answer is yes, then it's a case of self-defense. If the answer is no, then the person's going to prison for a long time. And that's really what it's about. I go over some, what I'll say, predetermined rules about reasonableness, things like, you know, it's a threat that you're supposedly using force against. It has to be an imminent threat. So I give examples. I say, hey, you know, I'm going to kick your butt tomorrow. Well, that's not imminent. You can't use self-defense until tomorrow. Things like you can't use deadly physical force to protect property. That's a predetermined um, conclusion about reasonableness. If you shoot somebody to protect a TV set or something like that, Arizona law says, sorry, that's just not reasonable no matter what. So you need to know some of those things. But at the end of the day, that's really what the question is put to the jury. Is it reasonable what the defendant did uh, based on all the facts and circumstances? The third thing I'd like people to know is that you know they get really... Um, in the weeds on the law. And the law is important. You need to know what the law is, but trials aren't about the law. Usually, these are about the facts. That's what we're arguing about. You know, on a law school examination or in a question and an answer period, somebody gives you the facts. They say, here's what happened. You know, you're in bed, you're sleeping, it's 2 o'clock, you hear a thud, somebody's in the house, blah, 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 blah. You, you have a given set of facts. The real world isn't like that. In the real world, we argue about the facts all the time. I call the prosecutor and say, hey, man, here's what happened. My guy didn't do anything wrong. And then the prosecutor says, those aren't the facts I have because the victim in the case is telling a totally different version. And a lot of times in a self-defense case, you might be outnumbered. And so you've got to keep in mind there could be two, three, four, five people on the other side of the case who have a different version of events. And you know who's going to be the most biased person in the entire courtroom? that's going to be the defendant. So people need to understand when you're getting into one of these situations, there are going to be different versions of the facts. You need to be prepared for that. The fourth thing I like people to know is the fact that they're going to be looking in a gun case almost every single case at a mandatory minimum sentence. People need to understand this, and this, of course, applies to other areas of the law as well. But when you have a mandatory minimum sentence, what that means is the cost of rolling the dice at a trial is going to be very, very high. And this is how pleas are extracted from people. So you may, you may have a gun case, and you may be on the right side of that gun case, but who wants to go to trial with a jury of people that they don't know anything about, randomly selected, that, who are going to answer the question about reasonableness? And we all know people disagree about what's reasonable. And if you lose, you're going to prison for a long time. People don't want to take that risk, understandably so. And so what happens is they get... You know, you could use the word coerced, and it might be the right word. They get sort of coerced into taking a plea and pleading guilty to something.
to avoid the risk at trial. And so people need to understand that. And then the fifth thing that I want people to think about is sort of the culmination of all of this stuff. It's what I call what I want you to think about when you're thinking about whipping it out. Because it is a big deal and it's a big decision and you only got a second or two. If you've got more than that to think about it, you probably shouldn't be whipping it out. But, you know, I tell people they should expect to be prosecuted. And then I lay that out in great detail of how serious a situation it is to be prosecuted in a gun case with the mandatory minimums and all this other stuff. And uh, I tell people that the analysis to me is really simple. If what's going to happen to you if you don't take out your gun is worse than being prosecuted, then I say take out the gun. And I give them some examples of that because I think being prosecuted is a pretty serious, pretty bad situation. You know, if you're going to be dead, if you don't pull out the firearm, well, I'd rather be prosecuted, so take it out. And I say if somebody you love or somebody you like a lot is going to be dead, okay, pull out the gun. But I've had cases of people in my office when I've asked them, why have you pulled out the gun? They say, well, because I was going to be disrespected. This person was disrespecting me. And then I think about, well, what's worse, disrespected or prosecuted? And pretty clearly, prosecuted is a lot worse. I want it to be that serious before you pull out your firearm. And really, those are the things. I think if people understood this stuff, they'd be much, much more conservative about pulling out their firearm. And that's exactly what I want. Wow. You know, see, that is such an important thing to keep in mind. I was being disrespected. You know, you're going to take mortal uh, force against somebody over being disrespected. And I know that there's a lot of, you know, cultural implications uh, that tie into that. Um, But, you know, when you are standing in the court of law, they're not going to consider those things, right? Right. And and even in a situation, you know, we've got this statute now about defensive display of firearm, which really lets you pull out your firearm and display it in a protective manner in response to what we call ordinary physical force. The law allows you to do that. Well, I'm, I'm not necessarily a big fan of that. I, I think, you know, imagine a situation where if you don't pull out your firearm, maybe you're going to get punched in the face. You know, I don't want to be prosecuted. I'd rather be punched in the face than take the risk of being prosecuted. I'm not going to pull out my firearm. I'll take the punch in the face and walk away and say, okay, whatever. Um, you know, you have to consider whether or not you have another risk here, which is that somebody's going to grab your firearm and turn it against you. But putting that risk aside, you know, if it's just a physical disrespect, if someone's going to push you or punch you or something like that, just don't pull out the firearm because I want people to think that they're going to be prosecuted. And I really, 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 speaking as a criminal defense lawyer for 23 years, I can tell you I don't want to be prosecuted and neither do you. You want to avoid that like the plague. And so... I'm not, if I'm carrying my firearm, I'm not going to pull that thing out unless the situation is really pretty dire. Mm-hmm. So, Mark, you were mentioning earlier, that if, you use a, if you use a gun in self-defense and it's proven that you didn't need to use that gun, there are mandatory prison sentences for people who use a gun in a crime, right? And that would classify well, me, as a crime. Yeah, the, answer that is, the answer to that is yes, but wh- let me tell you why I don't like your question. Because your question started with, if you use a gun in self-defense. Well, if you use a gun in self-defense and it's justified self-defense, you're fine. But the, your question went on and said, when it's proven that you didn't use it, you know, you, didn't, you shouldn't have pulled it out or whatever. Well, then you didn't use it in self-defense. Right. You mm-hmm. pulled it out in a way that was inappropriate. Mm-hmm. So you sort of beg the question, 
beg the answer by the way you ask the question. We don't know if you use the gun in self-defense until your trial is over, right? Mm, right, exactly. But what could trial, somebody else make of if the, the trial, your actions? If the trial is over and you are deemed that you didn't need to use the firearm, you could face a mandatory gun sentence, right? You will face a mandatory gun sentence. Like I said, almost all gun charges in Arizona, almost all of them, carry mandatory prison. So imagine a close call where, you know, maybe a situation where somebody's in your house and it would be a justified shooting, but the person decides, you know, I'm going to get out of here. And the bad guy turns to leave and uh, you shoot him anyways and you hit him in the shoulder. You know, so the argument is, well, the threat had ended at that point, but it's two o'clock in the morning and it's dark and you're in your, you know, it's sort of a close call. You may, uh, in a situation where a jury finds you guilty, you may have a judge who says, you know what, even though you're guilty here of a, what could be a murder, what could be an aggravated assault or something like that, this is a type of situation where you don't need to go to prison, I'm going to put you on probation. The judge doesn't have that option. The judge is going to have to follow what the law is, and it's going to be a big-time mandatory prison sentence. And that's what's wrong with mandatory minimum sentences. And they, they work to extract pleas from people who really should have gone to trial and probably could have been acquitted at trial, but they're just afraid to take that risk. And wow. I don't blame them. Wow. Well, what I know from our time with you today is that we need to have you back again and talk about this some more because there's just so much that people need to keep in the forefront of their minds. And I think it's too easy for these sorts of things to just kind of get tucked away in a corner. But in the meantime, you had mentioned that people could text uh, a certain word to a certain number uh, to find out, uh, you know, to kind of look a little farther at that, the, the list of five things that every responsible gun owner should know. So tell us that. Tell us your website again, and then we are going to have to run away. All right. Well, I go into a lot of detail, and I explain this stuff very, very clearly. And so all you got to do is text the word guns, G-U-N-S to 96,000, so 96,000, just send the word guns there, and then it will walk you through step-by-step step how to get my article on this. And of course, I'm easy to reach. I can always be contacted through my website, which is just attorneyforfreedom.com. It's the word attorney, and then F-O-R, freedom.com. There's a whole host of information there, including my article. Fantastic. Thank you again, Mark J. Victor, and you have a wonderful Christmas and a happy new year. All right. Thanks, guys. Thank, Thank you. you. Bye-bye now. All right. Stick around. We still have our second hour coming up with some awesome guests. One of them is going to talk to us about some news articles that, you know, it's not even fake news. How about that? Real news. <laughs> <laughs> the other is going to help us to avoid the landmines of, you know, those political discussions that you know are going to happen when the families come together over the holidays. There's just no avoiding it. You can't even talk about the weather anymore because why? Climate change. So you are going to want to stick around and listen to what uh, Jeff Glaze has to say in our second hour. Don Collier here, letting you know that you won't get fool's gold at Potty Gold Auction. They're the genuine article. Potty Gold auctions off guns, coins, jewelry, and antiques of every kind. 
Stop in and see my friends Dan and Cheryl Todd in Avondale, Arizona for some live auction action. Or check them out on the web at polygoldestate.com. Come listen to the Self-Defense Gun Stories podcast. Hear about armed civilians protecting people they love. Were they lucky or were they prepared? Come listen and learn at selfdefensegunstories.com. And we're back with Cheryl Todd talking about the huge gun buying event at azfirearms.com. Oh, AZ, I get it, as in Arizona. Yes, but... Oh, or AZ, as in everything from A to Z. Well, yes, that too. But what I'm telling everybody about is that azfirearms.com is having a huge gun buying event to buy your old firearms all across Arizona and everything from A to Z. That's great news. See, my grandpa left me an old shotgun and it's just sitting on a closet shelf at home. So I can bring that into azfirearms.com and sell my gun. Absolutely. AZFirearms.com buys, sells, trades, and even consigns your old firearms. Any vintage, any style, military, long guns, handguns, hunting, or home protection. Single items or entire collections. We offer the highest value for your used firearms in a safe and friendly environment. Staffed by knowledgeable people. AZFirearms.com is Knolltown Avondale off I-10 and Dysart Road. Come on down to the huge gun buying event every day through the end of the month at the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. And for all your firearm and ammo needs, visit AZFirearms.com. 